Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, I'm really glad you're here today, especially if it's the first time you've ever been here. Uh, Thank you so much. I know it's this. I know it's really uh, scary to come to a new place uh, with new people and new things like that, but man, we're really glad you're here and that you've chosen to worship with us today, and uh, we hope it's good for you. So uh, what we're going to do, we are going to pass out some things. Uh, We got some notes that will just help you follow along a little bit, Uh, so if you'll just take one and pass it down. You take one of those, pass it around, make sure people on the tables get those as you work it back. And uh, pens will come up as well. Uh, Ma'am, here's one thing uh, I I know. Uh, We have some people that listen uh, to our podcast. We record this every week. Uh, It's kind of crazy. We have someone in India every week that listens to the sermon. I don't know it's crazy, but uh, it's a worldwide thing. So uh, even in our, uh, if you're listening online, just know there's a a link if you want the notes that we're going to mess with today, uh, because it may help you a little bit as we travel along. May help you connect a little bit. So we, for the past few weeks, we have been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And I just want to talk a little bit about what those are and kind of what they look like. Uh, here's what they are, if they're in the, the very corner of your page, but they're also, we're going to throw them up here. Here's what the fruit of the Spirit are. The fruit of the Spirit is simply this, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And this is this kind of list where we're like, dude, if I had some of that, that would be really good. For some of you, it's patience, because you like, every time your parents talk to you, like, there goes your patience out the window, and you like, you need, you could use a little bit more of that fruit in your life, like, that would really, really help you um, do a little better if you had some of that. So for the next few uh, weeks, we're going to walk through these and and talk about them. And here's the thing, the fruit of the Spirit is this. It is the result of the, the Holy Spirit living in our lives, that it would grow this fruit, uh, that it would simply do this. Like um, here, like I'll show you here, this is what I'm talking about, like being plugged in. Like on your, uh, on your thing there today, on your paper, there is a guitar on there. And um, it, like this guitar here, when I play it, uh, of course the strap would come off uh, when I play it. Um, the thing with this is uh, when you play it, with, you know, without it plugged in, it's still pretty loud. Like does a pretty good job. Like, I could play this, we could get around a campfire, uh, the bigger the crowd, the harder it is that you're going to be able to hear this. Like, it's just one of those things. But the fruit of the Spirit is, is, is more like this. It's more like when we would take the guitar and we would actually plug it into the amp, uh, you will see that when the guitar is plugged in, there's a lot more power, it's a lot it's a lot louder. It's just one of those things. And this is a perfect example of our spiritual life. Sometimes, here's what people do. Uh, they plug into God on Sunday mornings when they're hearing a sermon. Just like right now, you are. And that's, that's awesome to do. Uh, I'm glad you're here. It's so important that you, you guys will sit under teaching. Like, it's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy important. But here's what could happen if we'll plug into the fruit of the Spirit. If it's an everyday thing where we're trying our best to live by the Spirit, live how Jesus wants us to live, it's like plugging the guitar in. It's so much louder and it's so much better. So on your paper, there is a, like, uh, there is a guitar on there. And then up in the very top corner, there's like this amp up here, like somewhere up there. And the guitar is down here. I want you to draw, uh, plug that thing in. I want you to draw something and just plug him in. Uh, on your paper, just kind of a, just kind of getting that onto our heads. That here's the thing: we've got to stay connected to Jesus. Like we we have got to do this. 
Uh, there's another thing on your paper. Like if you look up here in the top corner, there's like this, this vine, and then there's the, the like the, this little, uh, I'm drawing really quickly, so I'm not going to draw really nicely. Um, there's like this vine and some, some leaves, and then there's one that has some fruit, like there's some nice fruit on the vine there. Uh, and this is this picture that, that, that Jesus is trying to get across to us. Like if you look there on, on your notes, there is a, a, a section here. It's for John chapter 15. If you go ahead to that slide, uh, Brock, it's, it's John chapter 15. And here's what John chapter 15 says. It says, I am the vine. And you can fill that in. So Jesus says this, and you can draw it on your paper. Like the vine right here, this part, like he's the vine. Uh, that's Jesus. And, you know, it says that you are the branches. We are the branches. We branches we're the branches part he's the divine part that connects to the ground and he says this if if we'll stay connected to him like if we'll stay connected to the vine here's what happens fruit peace patience kindness goodness self-control if we stay connected to jesus like this is what happened there's a couple on your paper there's some i left a couple of just stems and you can add the fruit in there they just look like that uh, and you can kind of add in the fruit there and this is what we're talking about that for the next few weeks this is what we're talking about it's about staying connected to jesus it's about staying connected so that fruit would grow in our lives we are the branches he's the vine you know, we're going to plug in. We are not going to just play without the, the guitar plugged in. Like, that is what we're talking about. Like, if we'll stay plugged into Jesus, if we'll stay plugged into the Spirit, there will be fruit in our life, like patience and goodness and self-control. Like, that's what will grow in our life. And, man, that's what we want. We want some fruit to happen in our lives. And here's the thing. Jesus says good fruit comes from good trees. It's not rocket science, right? It's easy to tell who's seeking God because we see the fruit. Like, for some of you, I can see that you are definitely plugged into the vine because I see the fruit in your life. I see that when things go haywire, like, you've got some self-control. I can see, like, when there's things, there's difficult things. Or, you, like, when you could, there's an opportunity to you to anger. Uh, like, you, you don't. There's fruit of patience in your life. Uh, like, for some of you, self-control hops up, and it's, it's like one of those things. He says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. The reason we talk about this is there's two reasons. The first one is this. We need these fruits in our lives. Can I just be honest with you? We need these fruits in our lives. Like, we need some patience. I don't know if you've ever heard of the people that have this road rage down in Atlanta. Like people that drive to Atlanta and there's like people that somebody cuts them off and they flip out. And they'll pull guns. I mean, it's just crazy. Like they, they don't have this fruit of peace. Like the reason we need to talk about this is because we need more people to be connected to the vine. More people need to be connected to Jesus so we can have this fruit in our life. And the second one is this, that Jesus will be seen in our lives. He'll be seen as, it will be seen as different because these fruit grow in our lives. Uh, this past week, I was watching, and, and uh, uh, this one guy, I was watching Monday Night Football, and he just did this hashtag. It was says hashtag different. Uh, and last Monday night, there was a quarterback that played. His name is Lamar Jackson, and he's not like a lot of the other quarterbacks. He's really fast. Uh, he's faster than all the other quarterbacks. He runs the ball a lot. Not usually what a lot of quarterbacks do. Some do, especially in college. But at the NFL, they just don't do that. And one some other NFL player just tweeted this Monday night, and he said, eight is different. And we were supposed to be the same way. We were supposed to be different. There's supposed to be this, this fruit like love, 
and peace. Last week we talked about joy. Like there are supposed to be these fruits that grow in our life. We are supposed to be different. And that's why we're talking about these things. We want to be different. We don't want to be like everybody else. Um, so the fruit we're talking about today is, is peace. Peace is the fruit we're talking about today. Uh, like I said earlier, we're talking about peace today, and we're going to talk about it a lot. And, and man, I'm excited to talk about it because I think it's something we need in our lives right now. And peace is this. If you go ahead to that next slide, it's kind of you know, describe peace a little bit. You have that in front of you on your paper. Uh, and you've got a couple blanks there you want to fill in. Peace is this. It's Irene. That's like the Greek Greek pronunciation of it. That's not how you would say it. So uh, peace in the Bible, that when you look and you read the Bible in the original Greek, you'd see that word irene. That's like, that's what you'd see pop up there in the Bible. And the cool thing about it is this, it says this, it's to join or bind together. Like real quick, I just did this. I, I, I like, it is, like, this is a picture of peace. Okay, like if you look on the back, I had to tape this junk back together. Like, this is a picture of peace. This is what God does, is he takes broken parts and broken things, and he, he puts them back together. That's what this word peace means here in the Bible. So, like, maybe you've heard this before. Have you ever heard say, like, man, they just have it all together? Like, that dude has it all together. She's got it all together. Like, they've got peace. They've got things together in their life. Like, to join or to bind together that which has been broken, divided, or separated. Now, what's interesting to me, What's really interesting to me, peace is this joining together, right? Look what the word anxiety means in the Bible. It's the exact opposite. Here's what it means. It means instead of peace, it's this. Well, I taped it pretty good. It's divided into parts. It's drawn into opposite directions. It's to go to pieces. Right? Maybe you've heard people, man, they're in pieces. That person's in pieces. It's to be pulled apart. And it's really interesting to me that peace and anxiety. Look at one. One wants to join, tape, put back together. And the other wants to break apart. So if you look on your notes here, I got these, these, these two little dudes on your paper. Like they're pulling tug of war there. And I want you to write over top of one of them. I want you to write peace, and I want you to write the other one, anxiety. Because here's what we're going to This is what we're battling today. Peace is pulling in one direction. God is like, no, no, Brian. Dude, I want some peace for you. I am holding back. I've got the anchor here. I'm really trying to pull hard on the rope of peace. And here's what the world and, and Satan and everything else in our life is like, well, no, no, let's pull the other direction. Let's bring them into pieces. We don't want them to have it all together. And that's what these words are, are doing here in Scripture. You can see, and you've, if you're human, you felt this, right? You have felt the pull of this way and that way. Like peace is this way and anxiety is that way. And you have felt this tension here uh, in the world of, of peace. Like when I go to church, they talk about peace all the time. And then when I get in real life, like anxiety and worry wants to pull me the old, other direction. And man, this is what's fighting in our lives all the time. Like peace is one way and anxiety is the other way. It would love, love, love to do that. So today we're kind of like, are we, we going to have it all together? Or do we want our life to be in pieces? And here's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to help us with the tug of war, right? He wants to help us go towards peace. And today, if you don't have a lot of peace in your life, if worry 
is something that just, man, it is tugging hard on you a lot of times. I pray this, that you will just listen to God's word when it talks about peace today. I'm going to give you, I think it's six different truths when it comes to peace that we find right from God's Word. You'll see them there on your paper. We're going to fill in some blanks there. Uh, First, we're going to be in the book of John, and I think I have some of these scriptures up there. Uh, I don't have them on the screen. Uh, Actually, they're they're on your paper, so I'd love for you to follow along on your notes. And we find this at the end of John 13. Here's what Jesus tells his friends. He's hung out with these 12 disciples for about three years before he goes to the cross. And, And what we find is this. He tells them, I'm going away. Now, anytime you tell a friend or anybody that, like, that is really disturbing news. Hey, I'm going to go away. I'm not going to be here. Uh, that is really disturbing news that, that, we, uh, that really hits us a lot of times. And, and you can imagine this feeling. So here's what Jesus tells them later on in chapter 14 after he tells them that. If you look at your paper, uh, it starts at verse 16 in John chapter 4. He says this. I'll ask the Father. And he'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. That's a long time. If you don't know, forever is a really long time to have a counselor. That's a really, really good thing. He is a spirit of truth. Here's your counselor. He'll be with you forever. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. Beautiful word picture here of a father. Hey, I'm not going to leave you without any direction. I'm not going to leave you without any protection. I'm not going to leave you without any love. I'm not going to leave you like the love that God tells us that. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I've got this amazing plan for you. Here's what he says. I'll come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me. Because I live. You also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am. I'm in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. See, the first truth when it comes to peace in our life is this, is whatever we go through, Jesus is with us and wants to bring peace. Did you pick that up when he's talking? He's like, hey, I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to be with you, and I want to bring you peace. We, we were, he's not going to leave us alone. I don't know if you've ever been afraid before. But there's something about, if you're afraid, if you just have one other person beside you, have you ever noticed how much more brave she'll get? I know a lot of times, like one of the weird things I walk through a lot, that's kind of an eerie thing, is a dark, quiet, silent church. I don't know why it's eerie, but sometimes I'll come up here at night and all the lights are off and there's just something that's, I don't know why, if it's the silence or if it's I'm, I'm a little big and I'm scared of the dark, I don't know what it is. Um, but man, if somebody else is in the room with me, I'm like, I'm so brave, so tough, let's do this. You know, like, it, it's just something about when someone's with us, it, it brings peace. And that's what God is with us all the time. He's like, Brian, you're, dude, you're not alone in this decision you're making. Brian, you're not alone in, the, in this worry and the stuff you're going through. Brian, you are, dude, I'm, you're not alone. I'm here with you. And that's really what he's trying to get cr- across to us. Whatever you go through, Jesus is with us, and that brings us peace. Jesus is telling his disciples here, I'm going away, but dude, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to give you the spirit, which is better than I standing next to you. He's going to do that for us. On your paper there, you have uh, John 16, and here's what it says. He continues to talk. 
I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. And this scripture here has a lot of truth. The next truth that we're going to look at here today, uh, the next truth, uh, if you want to go ahead and throw that one up there for us, is this, that in Jesus we can have peace. It's what he tells us in, in, in 1633. You can have peace if you want it. If you really don't want to worry about the pull here, you can have peace. I, I would love to give that to you. I'd love to give you peace. That's what I'd love to give you. You can have peace. But he also says here in this section, uh, the next truth that we see in this same verse, there's a lot of truth in this one verse, uh, the next thing that we see here is this. We will have trouble in life. It's just a truth when it comes to peace. I wish I could tell you that when you follow Jesus and you walk out the door here today, nothing ever is going to be tough for you again. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be that guy that tells you it's going to be all smiles. Everything's going to go great in life. But even Jesus tells us here, he's, he's real with us. Dude, it, it's Brian, it's going to be trouble. There's going to be times that you're going to go through some things. And I love that Jesus is real with us here. I love that he's honest with us here. I mean, you guys know this. You, you've lived this. You understand that there's trouble in life. You probably face something this week at school. You're probably going to face something this week at, fo- at school, unfortunately. That it's really good to know that in and Jesus is real with us. He can have trouble, but we we have to hold on to these other things. The next thing we find here is this: no trouble. There's no trouble that Jesus can't overcome. So it says, "Hey, you're gonna have trouble, Brian. You're gonna have trouble in your life." But here's the thing: I'm bigger and better than. I am more powerful than whatever trouble you're going through. There's no trouble that Jesus cannot overcome. There's just no trouble at all that he cannot overcome. And we're going to continue to talk about this a little bit. The last verse we're going to look at today, and it's on your uh, notes as well, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. This is a great verse that you need to memorize, that you need to walk through. If worry and anxiety loves to come for you, this is a really good one to hide in your heart. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, uh, one of my favorite verses that says this, don't be anxious about anything. But, instead of worrying, instead of being anxious, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Pray about it. Thank God for what he's done in your life. And then look what happens next. And, if we'll do that, instead of worrying, instead of, if we give some of that to God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, one of the great antidotes from anxiety and worry is coming to God in prayer. Peace comes from prayer. We are to pray about anything that we're worried about, that there's nothing we cannot handle. There's nothing too small that can escape attention. Now, just know, when we're talking about anxiety today, um, uh, there is a medical condition that, that, that deals with anxiety. And just know that this, sometimes there's going to, I believe this, that prayer can handle and beat anything hands down. 
But there's sometimes that it becomes a medical condition that we have to seek some help and some counseling. And sometimes those are things that we have to put in our lives to help us with those things. Paul's more talking about these everyday worries that we're hanging on to is what I believe here. And here's a really difficult truth as we continue on here this morning. Go to this last one, this last truth. Last truth is this. God doesn't say this. He's not going to deliver us from trouble. But he is going to deliver the peace of God. And sometimes that's a really difficult thing to hear, right? And one of the reasons we don't find peace is because too often we, we, don't, we won't settle for anything other than deliverance from the trouble. Like this, this problem would stop. And that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say that the, 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 the problem or what the issue or the, the struggle you're going through is going to stop. He, he doesn't promise that. Here's what he promises. I'll give you peace as everything falls apart. I'll give you peace as everything goes wrong. I'll give you peace when your world falls apart. I'm not always going to be the deliverer and take everything away. He doesn't promise that. He says, I will give you this peace that transcends all understanding and will guide your heart and it will protect you and it will do those things. Lastly is this, and this is the bottom line on your, your paper here today. It's a thing I hope you'll remember as we fight this battle between peace and anxiety and worry. Is that we can have peace through our problems. We can have peace when our world falls apart. We can have peace when, when things don't go our way. We can have peace when everything is really, really, really difficult. And one of the best ways I've ever seen this is Jesus on the cross. Jesus has this, this peace about him. As he goes to the cross, I would have been fighting it. I would have been saying, hey, get me off of here. But Jesus has this peace. He has this peace through the problem because he knew what was going to happen through the cross, he just knew what was going to happen because of him dying on the cross. And he had this, this peace about him. And maybe you've seen this in your loved ones. Or maybe you've seen this in your friends. They're going through something that you're like, how in the world did they ever make it through it? And they have this peace about them. And I believe it's this. It's because they're connected to the vine. They have this fruit of the Spirit that's grown in them that even though trouble may come, they have peace through it. I love watching people who are peaceful through, through really difficult hardships and through trouble because it encourages my faith that, man, the next time my world falls apart, I can have peace, that I can uh, be different, that I don't have to let this struggle win, that I can let peace pull a little stronger. We pray with me and then we're going to take communion together. Jesus, thank you for today. I pray for people right now who are, uh, there's some type of trouble in their life. Maybe it's been something this past year. Maybe it's been something at school, home. 
God, would they just feel your peace? They just, would, you, would your peace flow through them? Would they stay connected to the vine so that when trouble comes, and you tell us it's going to come, that we'd have peace. That we wouldn't let the, the tug of war with worry and anxiety win. That we'd hold on to your truth that you are going to be there when it's difficult and your peace, which we can't even comprehend or understand, can win out. God, help this fruit grow in our lives. Peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.